0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at soundtalentmedia.com.
1: Welcome to the 3AM Podcast. My name is DJ. My name is Charlie.
0: My name is Sean.
1: Uh, we're a bunch of friends who tell scary stories and uh, crack jokes. So. If you're here for that, welcome, big, big Welcome, dude. Tonight is the Met Gala. Oh
2: yeah, 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 you mean like in real life? In
1: real life, it's I happening don't care. right now. <laughs> you don't want to eat the rich? I
2: care. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. That was a year ago.
2: That's insane to time me. Time flies. That thought
1: that feels like a couple months ago.
2: It, yeah, uh, wow. time 2020 destroyed my concept of time. Mm. When I'm like, oh, a year ago. And it's like, actually, it's two and a half years ago. <laughs> Damn. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Met
1: Gala is fun for who? Uh,
2: assholes. No, it's fun for District 1. That's mm. true. I see yeah. you at that. If yeah. you know what I'm saying.
0: And well, if I'm you're a District,
1: District 1 simp. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, I feel like when we blow up and we go to the Met Gala, it'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's like a – a, people celebrate what their half birthdays is that what it is like six months in between
2: psychos do yeah the psychos <laughs> do, yeah
1: i feel like my is like a uh, half halloween almost oh. he'll be dressing up yeah but it's like got, rich got,
0: people prom dude it Bro, is, i've been yeah. seeing pictures already today and there's some people who don't look happy to be there
2: okay wait. well, that's also the model look probably like i don't know the, travis
0: barker doesn't have a model what is it look,
2: blue steel because he's not crushing thousands of people oh wait travis barker sorry not Scott. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is the Met Gala?
0: It's basically it's like, like fundraiser, a fundraiser. Yeah,
2: so they go for the Met by dinner. Or Is it just Metropolitan Met?
0: Metropole- no, Metropolitan Museum favorite Museum? ice cream? Yeah, no, dude, not even.
2: So they go, they buy dinner or some shit. You have
1: to be invited, and if you're invited, you pay. <laughs> There's an entry fee, and then you can donate more money. I don't know if it's for. You know what?
0: Let's look it up. But <laughs> the beauty of streaming, you can basically just support whatever platform you want by wearing whatever you wear and make a statement. Ugh.
1: <laughs> I caught uh, while I was preparing my story, I had it on live for like 15 minutes. And of course, the last ones to walk in were uh, Pete Davidson and, and Kim Kardashian. <laughs> Unfortunately, he wasn't showing his
2: new tattoos. I was say, wait, kids. let's let's not talk about that yet. <laughs> I want to know your thoughts on that. Okay, is Met Gala not? And this isn't this isn't in, in no way like unique thought, but is it
0: not the most out of touch thing in the world? Actually, there was some controversy of touch, this year about how out of touch it is by them. Their theme is basically white tie, like yeah, dress up, and they're saying how out of touch it is with all the normies. And having to deal with inflation.
2: Okay, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like, and it's very hard because I I haven't really thought this through, which I probably should have before bringing it up. So (laughs) I'm not really married to any of these ideas. This is in the interest of having a conversation with homies, but it's like, to me, it's like the biggest display of decadence over abundance, wealth, extravagance, and it's like, broadcasted to everyone and right now it's just like not the chillest time you know what I'm (laughs) saying or it's the best time dog I don't know dude if I'm keeping it real like I'm struggling (laughs) you know what I mean the last thing I want to watch is like these assholes in these costumes talk about whatever cause
0: they're pretending to care about
2: it's like I I don't know
0: I mean you are here I don't know you are in agreement with what I am regurgitating from what I saw on Google so I don't think you're off base here. But at the
2: same time, it's like, dude, they're allowed to do what they want. If yeah. they want to party, they can party. I'm not going to be the salty boy because I'm not invited. <laughs> but there's something to it. Because then at that, at, like, if you like, expand it out to the nth degree, it's like, okay, none of us should celebrate anything because there's struggle in the world. Yeah. True. Yeah. And True. at some point, you can't do that because yeah. then we'd all just be sad. It's Stop like when, celebrating. Like
1: when Jeff Bezos went to space and that was a huge deal. And it's like. How can yeah, he do that? He could spend money, like money on use utilize that money towards something that benefits more people. But just because somebody has uh, that uh, capacity, does that mean they have the responsibility? Does responsibility uh, <laughs> does responsibility automatically fall on you just because no. you have the ability Bro, to?
0: If I know anything from Uncle Ben, with great power comes great responsibility here's the thing though
2: we're all in a
0: Uncle position Penn's dead
2: though it's like yeah yeah okay. i try to keep my life out here yeah uh i would say no because then like it's behooveth all of us to do something then because like all of us are in a position where we could help you know what i'm saying
1: in an ideal world i think morally yeah yeah you, like yeah that's morally the right thing to do but not doing it i don't think it should makes be punishable immoral yes you know, That's yeah, I don't think it's promising. it. Yeah, exactly.
2: And that kind of ties into what I'm thinking as we're talking. I'm like workshopping these thoughts. But <laughs> I think oh, part of the reason why the Met Gala
0: is so annoying. Because we won't ever get there. <laughs> no, I legitimately
2: would not want to go. I'd be like, this shit is boring. I'd rather go to a concert. Or something. I was
0: thinking the same thing. I, If I got invited, I wouldn't. I'd rather go
2: to a Twitch meetup, like I, straight up than
0: a than Met Gala. <laughs> but we were just talking
1: about fame or money. Money. Money, baby. What? You've been telling me fame for weeks. No. Damn, bro. I I you flip-flop for the connections?
0: Oh, okay. Remember? Maybe I was trying to just be... Like, You've got to go to the Met Gala if you want the fame and the connections, I'm trying to be bro. the devil's advocate, boy.
2: <laughs> uh, but going back real quick, I think why it's partly annoying is because Hollywood is like notoriously preachy. Oh, yeah. And I think they're the quickest it, and the most notorious to tell you why you're a piece of shit or why society is <laughs> up or why it's our fault everything's wrong. And then they turn around and like do this. It's annoying. It's like, I don't want to see that from y'all. Here's the thing. So if they, if they were just like unabashedly like, yo, we're rich. We don't care. We don't give a f It's like, I would respect it a little more. <laughs> but they're like sneaky. Like uh, what's the word where you project and you like want to tell everyone how holier than that? Uh, hypocritical. Uh, it's uh, a signal. virtue signaling. When they virtue signal the hardest. Here's the thing. All of that happens on every level of uh not me like, bro class not me bro already <laughs> and rich
1: so it's like we are doing like people on our level do the same thing they just 100%. do it with without the
0: the limelight and without the money yeah without the funding you know? and then you know? when we do and get then, that rich and famous we're going to have to join them anyway so we oh, might yeah. as well get used to it now
2: yeah. i'm telling you i hate raycon i hate raycon headphones <laughs> the second they approach us i will say they are the best headphones ever <laughs> I am in this for the money this podcast. if you like if you're if you believe in me like I'm not gonna sell out stop that right now because I will prove you wrong
1: that's a funny conversation between all three of us because we all have different beliefs on that and it's uh steered the the our the 3 am brand in different ways because of it
2: if three am brand was a boat we all of us have a hand on the steering wheel. Yeah. <laughs> we're all like uh, pulling in different directions, yeah. pushing. I'm like sell pulling. out, guys. <laughs> he's like, no. Uh, what were we talking about though? I interrupted the Met Gala. It happens on all. Oh, Pete Davidson's neck. Oh, oh you yeah. want to switch. To uh, that? Sure. No, let's go to let's go to Elon Musk I first. I've, I'm tired of talking about Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. I think it's foul that he tattooed it. Like it, it's it, it's kind of weird. That's weird. gets
1: tattoos of a – because there's people who – does it matter that much? If you don't know, Pete
2: Davidson, who is dating Kim Kardashian, got Kanye West's kid's name tattooed on his neck. That's kind of funny, though. (laughs) Okay. Now continue. I just wanted them to have context.
1: Our homie, uh, Kalea is a tattoo artist, and she's very liberal with it in the sense that – People are like, I want it to mean something. Like, I really uh, want to think about it before I get it. And she's like, No, me, me. I uh, I'll practice. It's like she'll practice on herself, just scribbles and whatever. But she's like, If I feel like it right now, then I get it. And I, if I regret it, then I regret it, or I get it removed. And it's like, I don't let it bother me that so you're, way.
0: You're
2: calling Pete
0: Kalea. Damn, bro. Oh, bro!
1: I'm just ta- I'm just thinking about that uh, point of view. I'm just, yeah, <laughs> and uh, does it really matter if he got the tattoo on his neck?
2: Like it shouldn't, but you could understand why it would rub oh, you the for wrong sure. way, right? Yeah, that that is strange. From uh, like, that's my kids. the
1: majority <laughs> perspective. Yeah, 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 my kids on but, your uh, neck. Here's but the at thing the same also. time, I could be look at it and be like, if I don't let it affect me, I can be like, dude, that's goofy. <laughs>
2: But that's like everything. You're a big goof. It's like ultimately everything re- or falls on you to like whether or not you're going to be offended by it or like. That's true. Yeah. Like if you get offended, uh, this is a practice we all should practice, including me. Mm-hmm. If you get offended, stop and figure out if it's like you allowing yourself it's to get you. offended. And if you could move past it.
0: It's you. Yeah, it is. It's you.
2: <laughs> it is. I'm
0: telling you right now. Telling me. What were you going to say? Uh, here's the thing. I also have never thought of Pete Davidson as not. A weird dude. <laughs> so I would expect something like this. This is not, not surprising. Not yeah. surprising. Yeah. Not yeah. surprised.
2: Okay, that's the verdict. <laughs> okay, okay. So weird, but not surprising.
1: When when we talk about like uh being offended, I'm offended or not offended. Yeah. It's like can I'm somebody upset. can can somebody offend you?
0: Can somebody offend you if you allow it? Someone can say something offensive. But I'm the one who chooses yeah, to. Be tell offended, me. Can probably. someone
2: offend you with words or with actions?
0: Uh, let's say words. I mean, actions, yeah, if they
1: throw a rock at your face. I'm like, offended.
2: Yeah. Because <laughs> I can't see yeah. now.
1: <laughs> Out of my right
2: eye. No. Okay. So keep it with just words. Can sure. Yeah. For now. Uh, this is going to be a frustrating answer. I don't believe so. If, uh, the only way they can is if you allow it. No matter what they say, it could be the foulest shit, could be mama jokes,
0: could be. Here's the Could other be thing true. though. Could Have be true. I allowed that before? 100%. Yes. Yes. We're human. Yeah. So Oh, so, uh, finish. I was gonna say, so yes, I can be offended. No, someone can't offend me. People can't
1: offend you, is your belief.
0: Yeah. I but feel, I can allow I definitely offend. allow that. Me too. Like
2: <laughs> I get offended by stuff, but I'm also so. open to be proven proven wrong. That's this is true. where I'm currently. But on. I'm
0: also in the whole like, you know, everyone should be allowed to say whatever they want. As long as they're not harming people, okay. But then define harm, because I think say, that's where you go get- yourself. Sorry, I can't. Damn it, I can't say that on here.
1: Um. So, um, the other side can somebody? I guess uplift you if you allow it. If you allow it, to? <laughs>
0: that's actually true, though. Because actually, it's true. Because like I've tried helping people before, like trying to lift them up, and they just don't accept it, and it's the most infuriating thing. Yeah. I can't even. Uh, we we
2: have a friend who vehemently – is that a word? Yeah. Vehemently. Vehemently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Vehemently? Hates self-help books. <laughs> yeah. He thinks they're doo kaka I'm like he's, – He's right. He's right. <laughs> he's choosing. He's like, I just think it's so dumb. Like, they're like, be better. And it's like, yeah, I know. But, like, <laughs> I don't know. I think – yeah. I, I don't know.
1: It, it's like – I could say I could not say I love you, or I could say I love you, and it's like you know that, but it's like why do I say it? Because reminders are nice, nah, bro. You it's should may, just time and it. place. Like maybe you need to hear it, maybe I need to say it because I feel like a responsibility as a friend or caretaker to to express that. You know, yeah. So in the same way with a self help book, yeah, it's I think it goes to what you're saying, if you allow it or not. Bingo. It's like some of these things are very basic. Like, what's Dale Carnegie's book? Uh, a, a, I don't how, know. To, how to make friends,
2: how to win. Wait, is that Dale Carnegie? Win family and friends or some shit. Isn't yeah. that Steven and, Influ- and influence people or something?
1: Anyway, there's a whole chapter about like writing thank you cards.
0: No, not necessary. Oh my and, gosh. Shush.
1: Like, he had all these uh, examples, and it's like, yeah, that makes sense. Send a thank you card when somebody gives you a gift or, I don't know, something like that.
0: How about a thank you text? I can do that. Sean are- loves
1: the, the bare minimum. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: uh, dude, I am ass at taking unwarranted advice. advice. I yeah, think I, my gut like, reaction I'm- is instantly... Uh, find what they are doing wrong (laughs) and make sure they're aware of that. And it's also a credibility thing. my biggest weakness.
1: It's a credibility thing for me. It's like, who are you to tell me this? No, like, actually, like, what gives you the credence to teach me this? Yeah. And from your standpoint, are you talking to me in a way that it's like we're on the same level? Or are you above me? You think you're above me or you t- is it condescending?
2: Yeah. And that's just ego at that point or what?
1: Maybe at that point. But it's also on me. It's like, why am I so closed off to this? Do I think I know it already? Or is this something that if I open up, I
2: could actually uh, reap and benefit? We've had some fun crash courses and telling each other ways we could improve, even on the podcast.
0: Like I can't improve.
2: Perfect. Like Sean... Had to tell me – no, 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 I'm just kidding. That's never I had to be before. told that I interrupt quite a bit, which, like, I agree. I do. <laughs> but it's been fun, and I think you get closer. And, like, what it is is you build trust. Maybe that's what it is. You don't have the trust there to, like, accept. I think a lot of things are happening. But I think a part of it is, like, you don't have the trust or the relationship built to, like, accept. Just, like, open – Because if someone walks up to me and just tells me I'm doing something wrong, it's very hard to be like, thank you. I appreciate that. I learned from it. My immediate reaction is like, go f*** yourself. (laughs) Because like initially interrupting, is that
1: bad uh, social skills? Uh, Yeah. Shut up, (laughs) But it's also like case dynamics. There are exceptions to rules. It's not hard and fast all the time. Mm -hmm. So it's like in this friend group, we're constantly bickering (laughs) In this podcast, the three of us are constantly fighting over each other, and that's like our dynamic. So in that case, uh the interruptions help.
2: sometimes. I'm it's, sometimes it's like, offended yeah,
0: every it, time you interrupt me. <laughs> but,
2: uh, I've been told when people outside of our group hang out with us, it's very intimidating because they said a couple people have said this, and a couple people who don't know each other have told me or people I know this. But they said we are constantly just like stepping on each other in our talk, <laughs> in our humor, and there is no in. <laughs> and so they're really uncomfortable well, you, they never know when to speak up. Well, you just
1: – yeah. In our friend group, like I get that. But if you want an in, you literally have to wedge yourself <laughs> yeah. in. And we're not pushing anybody out. Huh? Or we're <laughs> pushing everybody out. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is, yeah. I think.
2: Yeah. So get effed. kind of going back to what you were talking about earlier your belief is everyone should be allowed to say whatever they want as long as it's not harmful Yeah, which leads me to Elon Musk buying Twitter I've (laughs) thought about this a lot and I'm sure everyone listening to this right now has already heard a million takes because that's the culture and society we live in everyone has to have a take and have it out like that Here's 3AM's take, so sorry. So this is, couple, this is, this is the, your unsolicited <laughs> this DJ, uh, advice yeah, right this here. My unsolicited, this is me mansplaining. <laughs> see, this is going back
1: to Met Gala. It's like, they're the biggest preachers. <laughs> Allow me to preach, and baby. biggest hypocrites, virtue signaling. Here's the this thing. Is you.
2: I'm a piece of shit, so I'm telling them this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. so, okay, so you're not Listen to me or not, I don't enough. care. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I see, I see. <laughs> yeah. Okay, proceed then. I'm a doo-doo cock Okay. <laughs> How it use, Okay, so like, Twitter notoriously stifles parts of the conversation.
0: Are you on Twitter? I am now. Okay.
2: Really? Yeah. I've, I've never had Twitter before. I downloaded it after the mission, and I was like, I don't get this shit. <laughs> bro, I still
1: don't get it, but I've had it for years. It's crazy, bro. I, I
0: had it for
2: years. So this is coming from someone who doesn't even use the platform. <laughs> I'm simply an outsider making some observations. Okay, so ign- shoot. Press fast forward a couple times, you don't want to hear this shit. Uh Twitter notoriously leans one way politically, the left. We, right. all, know, we all know this. Right. They've been accused for a very long time of like stifling Republican or right or alternative to the mainstream narratives, point of views, right? Uh they've denied it, denied it, denied it. Proof is or evidence have come out that they do do it. Anyway, uh the right or people who are against that or the people, I'm not even go right or left. I'm just going to say people who are for free speech. They argue, yo this is taking away my first amendment free speech. They shouldn't be allowed to do that. And then the people who are pro Twitter say, well, Twitter's a private company. Aren't they just exercising their free right or their first amendment by stifling this? Like they're, they're a company that can do what they want. And I'll be honest with you. I'm a free speech person, but that argument was always really hard for me to get around because I, they would say that and I'd be like, Ugh, you're right. Like,
0: but but there's something wrong here, but you're right. It's the same argument, though, that was used by the right about people who were kneeling during the national anthem during football games. So They're a private company. So the people so, who are
2: pro-kneeling were saying, isn't that their right to express themselves? And then the people who were pro or anti-kneeling were saying, isn't it the right of the NFL to like ban? Barrow? Okay, so hmm. that, that, that's getting to the larger point that I'll get to in a minute, but uh so people who were pro free speech were like they shouldn't be taking away my free speech people who were pro twitter were saying well they're a private company they can choose to do what they want and then a billionaire comes along named elon and he goes oh yeah they're a private company they can do whatever they want an, an african-american an african-american <laughs> none, no no you seen that joke sean <laughs> no
1: everybody's been saying the richest man in the world's african-american because he's from south africa <laughs> it's,
2: lit. it's lit yeah i know nice nice he comes along and goes cool they're a private company they can do whatever they want how about i just buy them buys them and now the same people who were like they're a private company they can do whatever they want they're going wait no you're not allowed to do that even though you're a private company and they like flip-flop you know what i'm saying And I think that, to me, I don't know, is, like, the overall point is, like, you will argue and believe in something as long as it suits you. But as soon as it, like, suits or fits or, like, supports the other side, you all of a sudden start crying. There is, like, the fallacy in your logic and your belief. And, like, you need – people need to start recognizing that and not do that. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that was long-winded. Thoughts on Elon and Twitter.
1: (laughs) And, uh – Are they the exact same things? There are aspects of it that are different.
0: There are aspects of at least what I was saying that are different. I heard the same argument, though, for both. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. The argument is being applied. The same argument is being applied to situations that have a lot of similarities but isn't purely the exact same. Right. Which is what people will argue.
2: But it's tough, man. Okay, wait. Uh, let's articulate why people are anti-Elon and why people are for it. To my understanding, people are anti-Elon because they're saying Elon's going to take away all regulation. Then next second, we're going to have white supremacists just bucking shots on Twitter. And if they get really deregulated, um, the Euro- Europe has threatened to like ban Twitter because they're like, we're not going to stand with hate speech. But people who are pro... Dude, have you guys heard anything else? Be honest, I I haven't really been. I think misinformation
1: (laughs) and hate speech is what a lot of people are afraid of,
2: yeah. And it's like I'm afraid of that as well, but I also don't think that's going to be the case. But yeah, I'm afraid
1: of that. I somebody in the chat said, I don't think Elon is really going to do anything with Twitter, and I kind of lean a little closer towards that. I don't think it's going to be like three years into him running it, I don't think it's going to be that much much different.
2: Yeah, we'll see. I don't know, he's an innovator, bro. It's possible. It's possible. We'll see. I could see that being a case, but I could also see him being like, we're implementing this, 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 this.
1: I guess I'm just keeping my expectations low or at the same. Yeah. And if anything more is done, that's cool, great,
2: or not great. One of the weakest arguments I've heard is, I don't like the idea of billionaires just being able to go around and buy things and do what they want. I've legitimately heard people say that.
0: That's true, dude.
2: And it's like, okay, who owned Twitter before? who owns like all the, the media and stuff. It's like billionaires, except the difference is you don't know their face and name. So at least with this one, the very least in my, in my mind is like, you have a face and a name. True. Which is like, I kind of am more for that than just like these anonymous, weird lizard people, billionaires.
0: Plus, so far, I don't think Elon has done anything that hasn't been trying to help other people, you know? I don't know. There's a lot of people who are Super anti-Elon.
2: Really? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people hate Elon. Yeah.
0: I not. I honestly don't know anything that he's done that, like... Jump on Twitter,
2: and you'll see... Or not Twitter. (laughs) I was going to say. I mean, Twitter does. Jump on Reddit, Reddit and you'll see, like... Reddit as well. I
1: mean, the whole Thailand thing was weird. He came up wanting to help, but then uh, there was a lot... Do you remember the 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 soccer team? Yeah, Yeah, in the cave. Yeah, yeah. He came in unwarranted, and he's like, I have this submarine that can... (laughs) traverse the caves and it's like there are people who are dedicated to this is their job and we have a billionaire coming in just like trying to take over and it's like I don't know sometimes it can be helpful sometimes it it isn't like I said it's case dynamics I Uh, think yes
0: but also like did they look into that like yeah they looked into it
1: but I think there was something more efficient than a submarine
2: (laughs) you know (laughs) my hopes are high Elon Musk, we'll see. We'll see. Any concluding thoughts on it? Who knows? Who cares? I don't even use Twitter. I think, I That's think, say,
0: me too. <laughs>
1: yeah. I think, uh, in a very watered down and likely ignorant way, uh, everybody just everybody believes in ultimately the same things, but only with how it applies to their context.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But we need to stop doing that. Step out of yourself a little. <laughs>
1: also, <laughs> right. Correct. But also, like, that's very simplified.
2: Uh, do we have anything else on the agenda? Do we write anything? Opener? I did not. I didn't either. I have, a, I have a secret. What? I didn't prepare anything for this episode. <laughs> not one damn thing. Because tonight's going to be a special episode. You're going to tell? If you haven't <laughs> guessed already by the title of this stream. DJ has some more entries from Elon Ooh, Elon Not Musk. Musk. <laughs> <laughs> Elon that the school. <laughs> yeah. That was accidental. I wish that was on purpose. Uh, from Joe, from oh, Elon. Oh, shit, dude. So let's, uh, should we just go ahead and roll, get
1: the stories? Let's do it. Let's go. We roll our dice, see who tells their story first, highest number goes first, and the numbers. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, Give therapy a try. Give better help a try. Uh we want to hook you up um, by getting it off your chest. Uh and it be a little lighter on the wallet. Uh go ahead and visit betterhelp.com 3 a.m. and you can get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp h e-l p.com slash 3 a.m.
0: Charlie with 11, me with 10. Me also with 10. Oh. Reroll, put those. Me with 15. Five. Ooh. Ooh, so the
2: order is Charlie, Sean, DJ. That's for last. All right, guys. You ready for this? I'm very excited to share. It comes to us from a listener. Hit us up on IG, Dropped us in the link. I've actually shared a story of theirs before, and it will be for patrons only. So I won't be sharing it.
0: Sean? So Bing bong. <laughs> <laughs> so my story today actually comes from something that Charlie sent me the other day. Something called a haint. Bro! A haint? Shoot it up. Have you ever heard of a haint? I was hoping you were going to do this. Haint. Haint. Like, like stick it in my aunt? haint? You're not supposed to say it. Dude. Oh. Haint, bro. I ain't. I ain't afraid of it. Did you see both of the videos <laughs> I sent you though? Yeah, dude, I actually had seen them before you sent them. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I figured we're in the same ecosystem. But it was a good like, yeah. reminder. Anyways, I will be talking about haints and something more nefarious within the haint sphere the boo hag. Bro, what are any of these words? <laughs> They're not real. About and <laughs> these will also be for our patrons. <laughs> Bing bong! So, uh, uh, yeah, we missed the
2: last two weeks of bonuses. So Sean and I stories tonight will be for bonus only, <laughs> uh, because I'm not gonna lie. Anytime DJ does an identity episode, uh, our stories just get like. Straight, straight for um, burn, bro. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, after Identity Three, I was like, okay, I gotta come with heat so it stands out at all, and bro. I, did I was guess. the opposite. I
0: was like, i to come with the shittiest story so that it's just easily forgotten. Contrast. So yeah.
2: DJ was like, Yo, I'm doing a lawn, and Sean and I looked at each other, and we're straight up like, All right, we're not doing stories because it's not even worth. Sorry, guys. Let's get to the main attraction. <laughs> yeah.
1: Could you believe it? This is Identity Part Five. The last one was Part Four, and was. Published on May 1st of 2021.
2: No way. It's so been a year.
1: That's also kind of like it's a soft reason of why I've waited. Oh. Like we needed time for Joe because, like, we know he's still writing the comic. So I just needed more info. We have a good amount at this point where we could do a couple of these, but. Ooh. A uh, little special, because y'all have waited very patiently. No,
2: they haven't. <laughs> Everyone's in our D. What is DJ doing another? Bro, it's- <laughs> <laughs>
1: Y'all have waited very impatiently for this.
2: <laughs> and I understand, for very good reason. we got to make it clear. If you're a new listener and you're listening to this, and you haven't listened to our back catalog... Dude, you got to skip tonight's episode. Skip have, yeah, yeah. like,
1: Put a pause on this right you now. You
2: have to go back and listen to Identity 1 through 5. I think it starts at- 1, 2, at and 3 is what we have, right? 1, 4. 4? 4.
0: Four? Yeah. Damn, we did and four,
1: I think it starts at like 85, episode 85, yeah. 36. But yeah, go back and listen to this or listen to those stories because if you're coming to this with a clean
2: slate- You're not going to know what the hell's going on. Yeah. To yeah. You're you're it's not so going to be, gonna be as powerful- like, it's why there are moments where Sean and I screamed, screamed at the top of our lungs because of shit that was happening. And it might have just been me, not Sean. But like, <laughs> I, in my mind, it was me and Sean. I was trying to remember. Are you going
0: to give a recap
2: at all? Uh, not, not really. Just I, tiny. The it? last. Okay, go ahead. <sighs> Hold
0: on, I gotta get you got, the you got a 30 second recap here. All right. <laughs> There's a boy named Elon. What? <laughs> <laughs> wrong already. Damn it. Out the gate. There's a boy named
2: Joe. Uh, he's a young teenager who is being like any other young teenager. It makes a couple mistakes. Maybe like smokes marijuana. His parents look at him, don't really want to deal with those ramifications. So what they do is they decide to send him to a reform school. He doesn't know that. He wakes up in the middle of the night. There's men. They throw him in a van. They take him all the way butt f- out in the middle of like Pennsylvania or something Maine. to this compound Maine. And they're like, get out. It's a forest. And he goes, he's like handcuffed. There's like people looking. It's weird. It's like trailers and shit and force. And he's like, all right, I'm not doing this and decides to run, 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 run. He outruns the two people there, but there's men in the trees. They catch him. They throw him into this thing. And he's in this system. It's like a reform school where they take troubled youth and try to make them better. Very quickly, they, he's told you start at a lawn with nothing. And if you do bad things, you get even less. And Elon is this insane school that's set up to use like psychological um, warfare, basically uh, abuse, mental and physical from adults and your peers to control and break down students. The reason why we don't really know, I think the people who own Elon get a lot of money to run it and they're kind of sick fricks and they like power and control. He's thrown into this program has crazy rules and laws if you break rules you get punished physically mentally they have like underground kid fight clubs where they like if you're bad they throw you in the middle of this room people are pushing you and yelling at you and then they get bigger boys to come and beat the shit out of you it's wild very quickly joe tries several times to escape every time he tries he gets more and more things taken away he doesn't have shoelaces in his shoes he has to wear pink clothes pink booty shorts and he's degraded people won't talk to him he decides all right i gotta play the game if i ever want to get out of here starts playing the game starts playing it really well starts rising up the ranks getting more and more and more rights back eventually becomes into a position where he's like kind of in power he's one of the kids who's like controlling the other kids he's only doing this to get to another position to run away a lot of other things happen. It's really exciting. You should watch it. But eventually he escapes. <gasps> I think he like runs in the forest. He's running around dodging. Somehow, I don't remember really. The he ends up in New York, bro. Yeah. And dude, oh my gosh. You're like the guy who like gives him a ride. You're like, is this dude? It's it's like Bolton. House of Bolton status, where you're like, is this fool in on it? You don't know who's (laughs) in on it. Anyone could be in on it. Everyone's the enemy. You're so terrified. He gets to New York. He finds some homies. He stays in this house. He makes some friends. He eats some pizza. And it's like, dude, he made it out. You're relieved. (sighs) He plans with his homies. Yo, let's get pizza tonight. All right, shouty. I'll see you. And he's like, springing his step, walking around the road, when all of a sudden, two car doors close. He looks around, arms around him, grabs him, throws him in the back of a van. He looks, he sees the signs: New York, leaving New York, entering Maine. Holy, f- they're taking him back. <laughs> <to Elon. laughs> that's kind of like I think that's where we ended. That's that's a pretty
0: good like rundown, though. Is that I'd not say. where we ended? Do we get more?
1: That's a we had a little bit more, um, but that was a that was a very good recap. Uh, basically, Joe is back, and he realizes that. He can't beat the system. He's tried, he's tried physically and he's tried mentally. And I think he's just succumbing to it while still trying to hold on to the sliver of sanity that he has left.
2: So, what are some of the terms like a wrongdoing is called guilt? Guilt, that's what it yeah.
0: was. Yeah. Okay.
1: And there's a, there are different uh there's a whole hierarchy within Ilan, uh, different statuses, different titles, different jobs that literally put you above certain people. And it's not based on age or gender, it's just based on how much you're following the rules. You follow the rules, you get certain privileges, and privileges is an under severe understatement because uh there are things like Walk outside for one minute, you know, your get some fresh air. Back. Yeah, get your shoelaces back. Like, these aren't privileges. They're just normal. But and, at Elan, they strip that away from you at the, at the get-go and make you work for it. It's insane. Um, oh, and we forgot to mention that this is a real story. <laughs> oh, yeah. <This> is a, <laughs> that, that's the crazy thing. Uh, this is a real, real story. And this is one man's account. He's anonymous. He goes by Joe. And uh, he has uh, yeah, this entire comic that he's still writing. You can follow it at ilan.school. He has a Patreon as well. Check it out. It's an incredible comic. Very uh, rabbit hole-like. But um, lots of different experiences uh, at Ilan. Uh, and this is why it's, this story's been so exciting, because it's not just like a, a news article. That you read. It's uh, very uh, humanized through his lens. So, this, does that do it? That do it. So, Joe has re-entered Ilan, and he's he's climbing the ranks, and he's doing what he can, and he turns 18, and Ilan is a school, so at uh, 18, you're allowed to leave. You're an adult. Legally, you can leave. Half an hour later. Teacher doesn't show up. You're legally allowed to leave.
2: Oh, wait. Can you refresh our memory? Because didn't his parents come yeah. at the end? Like, that's yep. how we left off, right? Yeah, his we... parents were there. Yeah. Okay, okay. Sorry. Yeah.
1: So he's 18, and his parents show up. And uh, they're saying, you can you can finally go home. So he's in this meeting with his parents, with the leaders, and they're telling him, you know, congratulations. It's basically a uh, graduation. And the parents are, are just talking to him, and they're saying, we're super proud of you. You've done this for, at this point, about two years, a little over, I think. Uh, Joe's been here for two years, and uh, they're praising him, uh, telling him how proud they are of him. He, he cannot believe it. He describes his feeling as if he was flying, because he's literally just been grounded for, <laughs> for two years. Um, I'm I'm going home, so he he continues and he's listening to the conversation. They start explaining. You need to understand that it's also been uh, hard and heartbreaking for us to be away from you and to know that you're struggling here. They didn't know the details, and none of the parents or the outside world understand like what's actually going on at Ilan.
2: Aren't they controlling all their communication, like making them write letters, watching what they write, and stuff? Yeah, Ilan, the institution. If you want to make a call,
1: exactly. Yeah. So they're brainwashing these kids.
2: The parents probably think they're like swimming and at camp and like doing fun things, but really they're like full on prisoners. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But everyone who's at Elan is uh, labeled as problem child. So something got them there, whether they were, like, some kids uh, got into trouble and the only options were juvie or Elan. So they went to Elan. Some of them were just victims of terrible families, like uh, had CPS call on them, and they had nowhere to go. So they were just sent to CPS or uh, to, to Elan, which is super unfortunate Uh, Basically, people don't really deserve to be here. So he's talking to his parents, all very exciting. And parents begin saying, we all see you graduating the program. You need to start off your adult life as a man who finishes what you start. That's a person whose college we will pay for. It's a person who will financially support in any way. A boy, I mean, a man who we would love to pick up in Maine and then send off to the next chapter of their life. But that other person, the one who quits what they started, who takes the easy way out, we can't support that person. That person is going to learn the hard way, that their adult decisions have consequences. We're sorry, but that person is not going to have a bed or a room in our home anymore. That person will need to go, need to leave Maine and go their own way. So Ilan, you turn 18 and you can leave, but it doesn't mean you've graduated. And you're probably thinking, why wouldn't you just leave? <laughs> you're 18, you know? Well, the crazy thing with Ilan is, and this is what he writes, he starts to tune them out.
0: Wah, wah,
2: wah, wah, he's not hearing anything anymore. Because he's, they're basically saying, if you don't finish Ilan, you're off. If cut you don't off.
1: graduate, then we're cutting you off. Shit. Effectively. And that's the only thing he's been trying to work to is getting back home.
2: So the finish line was here.
1: And now the finish line has been moved. Supremely frustrating. So here, Joe says, I was shattered, justifiably. He goes to a really dark place. Uh, He has a place called the Suicide Cliff where he goes and sits off of and just thinks. Is this mentally? Yes, Yes. And uh, he's having a really hard time uh, because he thought he had finished. The person leading this whole meeting, her name's Christy. I don't know if you remember, but Christy's one of the adults who runs Elan alongside Ron. Do you remember Ron? Yeah, I do I remember yep, Ron. Ron's like the head honcho there. Christy's pretty much Ron's equal, but Christy is, uh, while the parents are telling like, sharing this information with Joe, Christy's behind them, like, smirking with the most evil grin, like, so happy uh, because she's got her hooks sunken in, right? And she can see Joe's psychology in real time, thinking, like, no way this is happening. No way that I've reached 18. I can leave, but my parents are uh, won't, won't let me. Basically, uh, Joe says at Elan, you know, we had what was called uh, times to get their feelings off.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. Get their
1: feelings out. And during those times, your peers would just scream at you. And during those times, you were told that you were a piece of shit, you're a piece of garbage. And the only way that you were going to be fixed was to actually graduate Elan. And anything less than that was a death sentence. Joe talks about how my murder, my suicide, my overdose, my uh, imprisonment, uh, my lifeless body laying in, the, uh, in a back alley was all described in detail to me by all of my peers Ugh. throughout the two years that I was here. So they were all effectively brainwashed to the point where Elan was their savior. It was their uh, demise, but also their savior. It's weird dynamic. So that's pretty classic, like uh, abuser. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, like you can't, you can't do this without me. You can't, you can't make it without me. Where are you going to go? You yeah. know?
2: there's even a book written called Pimp, I believe, where Iceberg Slim, one of the most famous pimps ever, teaches you how to become a pimp and like break someone. And it's pretty much that you beat the crap out of someone. And then after you do that, you run them a bath, take care of them, and they'll forget you're the one that put them there. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. And you're the one who's now like saving them. So, that, yeah, pretty abuse or abuser 101. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. That's yeah. not show. Yeah.
1: So, basically, salvation for Joe only existed in graduating from Elon. That was absolutely heartbreaking for him christy knows all of this in the background
2: i refresh my memory is christy a piece of shit or is yeah, she, she's huge yes yeah, she shit. is everyone
1: everyone at Elon's a piece of shit including joe
2: <gasps> interesting
1: um for various reasons christy's huge power trip but yeah she's one of the adults that runs elon uh but they walk out of that meeting and she tells him i'll give you 20 bucks And a bus ticket to Boston if you want it right now.
2: Oh, Just to like rub it in his face. He doesn't take it. Damn.
1: He doesn't take it. He's too broken. Uh, He doesn't know where he would go, what he would do if he left. And uh, doing that would ultimately uh, close the doors between him and his family. Burn that bridge. Which is a resource he doesn't want to lose. And I'm sure he's frustrated with them, but there's also the factor that they too have been brainwashed by Elon, you know? So I don't think, a hun- I, I, don't think I could blame them 100%, but it, it still is frustrating to have your parents right there in front of you and uh, still reject you. So I, I get it. It's a, it's, there's a lot going on right now. So Joe, pissed. Absolutely livid. Gets back, and he starts ramping up on his duties as a as a strength, a high strength. That's Remember, what they're called yeah. high strength. Yeah. yeah, so he's a high strength, and he starts doing all the things that uh, people would hate you for in the lawn. So, like taking it out on others. Yeah, taking it out on others and uh, stick up the ass, like abusing power, almost just to show authority that you're willing. That you're willing and loyal so that you can climb the ranks under their their ladder.
2: And if I can refresh some of the memories of the rules, jump in if you guys remember. Talking to someone of the opposite sex, staring, thinking about talking about someone, thinking about staring, laughing, not being mad, being too mad, uh, not yelling loud enough, yelling too loud. Do you know what I mean? Like they had all these rules and they were just like, no matter what you did, you're breaking a rule. And And there were crazy severe punishments for the smallest things. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Was there anything else that you had? I even remember one thing was like, uh, it's your job to like write down everything that someone else is doing wrong. Mm -hmm. So then they effectively turn everyone into spies. And they're like, if you don't fill out enough wrongdoings from other people, you'll be punished. Mm -hmm. so so everyone's a snitch ever no
1: one's working for each other everyone's working against each other that's why it's so hard to thrive in this place there's no one to trust and he's becoming the monster yeah he's becoming the monster and he's he's not completely submitting at least uh in action yes but he's just trying to he's in survival mode he's trying to save himself uh which makes sense it's so funny because he comes into a lawn and uh there are people above him who do the same things and we're like we hate that person go joe and now he's doing the same thing. I was oh. like, I get it. Go, Joe. You know, like reading this story, I too am uh, like getting brainwashed and uh, taking his side. But uh, it's, it's tough. It's a tough situation. So he's, uh, he's fulfilling his duties as a high strength. And uh, he's doing it right away, right when they get back from that meeting. And he, does, he decides not to go home. He wants to graduate from Milan. And as he's uh, starting to do his daily duties, there's a huge cry for help. Chief. They call, there's a huge commotion in the dining room, the common area. And there's a commotion of struggling bodies. Kids everywhere are rioting. Not only that, uh, but the center of everything are two, uh, I think they're called coordinators. And they were somewhat prominent before, not necessarily in the story, but just in the whole institution, Kids that have worked their way up to almost the top and run most of the kids underneath or at the lawn, and one of them is Gina. One of them is, One of them is John, and John is pissed, screaming his head off. F- you, Gina, F- how could you do that? Over and over and over again, and it's absolute chaos and huge commotion. Uh, everyone's like trying to figure out what's going on. And uh, the two coordinators. Yeah, the two coordinators and john is uh john is absolutely pissed off screaming at gina uh berating her she's crying and it's just a whole slew of insults and at the very end when he has uh, a break to just breathe he says why and gina turns to everybody and says i'm pregnant
0: Ooh. Oh, people getting down,
1: which is crazy because, like Charles was saying, even just talking to the opposite sex uh, got you uh, severe, severe punishments.
0: They're doing a little bit more than talking. <laughs>
1: yeah, um, which is crazy. They probably and Joe, while watching this, is just thinking is like they were probably only able to do that because of the position they worked themselves up to in that process they probably i don't I don't know if they uh developed feelings for each other then or if they had it before and they used this avenue to get to where they uh where they could have sex i don't know but i'm it's only because the uh, position that they're in that they're able to do that so story continues from there kids start riding they're pissed that uh a boy and a girl had sex <laughs> Like we can't get none. We, we can't, can't get anything. Look. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can't do anything. And kids are pissed, and everybody starts fighting. One kid. F- st- yeah, one kid. It feels like a Kingsman.
0: Oh shit! Just break church? Church. church. Yeah, yeah.
1: It, that's what it feels like. One kid stands up. He's like, "What are you f- waiting for? Go food,
2: run! Food, fu- I mean, everybody
1: run! <laughs> yeah, <food. laughs> um, everybody run!" People are running. Just um, this is it, Joe. This is it. This is, ins- this is insane. Joe says that Elon Logic went out the window. Everybody's been so conditioned to act and think and perform a certain way.
2: But now chaos.
1: But it's chaos because everything has flipped. He said he was watching high strengths run. And he was watching all the subordinates, all the lower class uh, kids take charge.
2: What? Because like it's, it's their chance. There's a it, vacuum. They're going to exactly, fill it. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Wow. And he says, it's absolutely insane. There has up and like within the two years that I've been here, I have never seen this type of dynamic before. And uh, yeah, it's absolutely crazy. Joe himself. What do you think he does?
2: Becomes a monster. Runs.
1: <sighs> My boys, Joe doubles down. Damn, and he starts calling shots like a QB, dude. He's calling people names. He's saying, "You, Charles, guard that door. Make sure nobody gets out." Sean, grab that side, and yeah, make sure nobody gets out over there. And uh, he's trying to coordinate everything, uh, just uh, ensuring his loyalty to the beast. He's bought in. So everyone's uh, everyone's rioting. Christie's in there and it's interesting when you read the comic Christy is uh absolutely uh useless. <laughs> <laughs> she uh is kind of all bark no bite. People are terrified of her, but she has no management skills. She's just
2: Sounds like some a- people I know.
1: <laughs> she's just she's just an agent of chaos. So she'll do things, you know in uh the movie Saw uh, yes. And the girl wins and she starts creating, bro, not spoiler. she starts creating the game with the jigsaw. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah but, yeah. It, uh, the games are supposed to be possible, quote unquote possible,
0: True. but she makes them
1: like impossible and people can't win the game at all. Christie's kind of like that character. Like she's just on a big power trip. Like I was saying earlier. And uh, she's just there to create chaos in people's lives. Ron, on the other hand, the other adult who runs Elan, he's absolutely insane.
2: And he'll actually beat your ass.
1: He'll actually, yeah. Uh, I'm going to get to that in a little bit. Um, but he is somewhat reasonable. The way Joe explains it is Ron has extended the olive branch when absolutely needed. Okay. So if somebody's working super, super hard, then Ron's like, yeah, let's let's celebrate a little bit, you know? Uh Christy's like, I
0: don't care. You know,
1: like, <laughs> I'm above all of you. It doesn't matter what you think, what you do.
0: Bro, how do they not expect to be creating some school shooter vibes in here? I don't think they care.
2: It doesn't sound like rehabilitation. In it just this like-
0: specific scenario, I feel like they would be in danger. <laughs>
2: Are you asking uh, how
1: these uh, illogical people aren't being logical?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right.
1: (laughs) Um, This whole uh, riot is going on in the cafeteria. People are going crazy. Joe screams out on the count of three. Oh, wait, wait. Okay, wait. Before that, Joe starts getting really personal with some people. Uh, People who are uh, kind of in limbo. They don't know what to do. I don't know if they're going to help. They don't know if they're yeah. fence Yeah. Yeah. Just cool. choose something, bro.
0: <laughs> uh, but he's if you calling, don't
2: choose, you already chose. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: He's he, he's uh, he's calling them out. He's like, "Cody, you think it's going to be worth it, <gasps> dude? You are two weeks away from your parent meeting group, and you're about to throw you're going to throw away. it all away right now." He's doing that with like several people while telling yeah. others calling the shots. Like, dude, he's uh, absolute, uh, a absolute monster. Yeah. Um, it's getting more and more chaotic. Finally, Ron comes in and Ron, okay, it's quoted. He says, what in the mother is going on? (laughs) And he's holding his face and Joe says, one look at Ron and I know he is not doing well. This Uh. was his day off and he came in for this. Like it's an emergency, and they called him in, they phoned him in, and he's here. And he said, for once, I saw Ron's arms. because he always covered them up. He said Ron's arms bruised, tattered, cut, sores, and it <sighs> looked like the arms of uh, like a heroin addict.
0: Oh uh-huh.
1: big, big time. And uh, it's crazy. Ron. Starts absolutely manhandling kids. And Joe said, up until this point, Ron had uh, never touched a kid. He's always, uh, staff at Elan were smart enough to have the kids do it to each other. So Ron was a dictator that way. But this is the first time where he was a personal dealer of hands. (laughs) And he was uh, manhandling kids. While that's all happening, Joe doubles down again. And he says, On the count of three, you're going to drop down on the ground. Everybody who's not laying down on the ground is going to get hogtied. And we're going to leave you that way for the night. He sounds like a DJ. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One, two, three. Uh, he <laughs> <laughs> um, At that point, because so many kids. Like, the kids who were planning to run away, I think, were hopeful at first. But there was no real plan of action. It was like a spur-of-the-moment thing. It all happened from that whole pregnant situation. There was no real plan of action, so I didn't go anywhere. So through the chaos, the, um, the ambition to, to escape got less and less. And the possibility of it got thinner as well. Um, so when he counted to three, most of the kids dropped down. A few were fighting and a few were like still standing up, looking around, uh, seeing if there is, you know, kind of like judging the situation. Mm-hmm. If there were more people standing up, then maybe we can still fight back. Joe was successful. They hogtied the kids, had them lay down on their stomach. They brought their legs up behind their back, scorpion-like, and with their hands behind their back, tied them together with zip ties
0: damn dude
1: crazy right yeah as they're doing that and uh the commotion starts dying down ron freezes up and joe had never seen ron freeze up like that before ron's face is uh just petrified mortified and he says joe he doesn't break eye contact with what he's looking at and joe turns and looks what he sees also someone's dead terrifies him a 14 a 14 year old boy named julian is hunched over clutching his 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 stomach and he says i'm so sorry and he lifts up his shirt and he had attempted to by sticking a pen in his stomach And it was just a regular ballpoint Bic plastic pen.
2: That doesn't sound...
1: And in the comic, Joe said, I'm not drawing it, but you can look at the line on the side of this comic, and that's how much the pen had gone into his stomach. Joe said, we all stood there in silent shock. Christy simply ordered some high strength to take Julian into the corner. I'm not sure what happened directly after but I know for a fact that he was never taken to the hospital because I was soon ordered to watch another corner kid upstairs and that room had a window facing Ilan's parking lot. I sat next to it, watching all night, hoping to see an ambulance or even a crew of staff escorting Julian out into a car. Neither happened. I cried until the sun came up and I cried while writing this comic. Damn. So he's back. Joe's back uh, full-fledged in the chaos of Elan. And he he hasn't even had time to think or process until right now his choice to stay instead of leave because he was 18. And the event of him seeing his parents and them cutting him off unless he graduates. He's finally processing all of that. Ilan starts getting worse and worse. Ron doesn't come back. It's too much, or he. Gets After a day, they don't see him. A Couple days, and this was very uncharacteristic of Ron. He was there full time, and uh, the longer he's gone, the more chaotic Ilan uh, gets. Because Ron, although he's insane, he's able to crack the whip in a way that gets everybody straightened up. Whereas Christie was just so uh like bull in the china shop like nobody wants to comply with her so it gets uh, more chaotic more chaotic and joe says you would think that at the time i'd be happy that elon was crumbling to shit but i wasn't because i'd made up my mind that i wasn't going to sign myself out at 18. the thought of leaving elon with a nothing but twenty dollars and a bus ticket to boston was terrifying Both staff and students had told me on a regular basis for two years that if I left Ilan that way, I'd start my rapid transformation into a drug-addicted street person that literally sucked dick from drug money. Understand that my brain is now institutionalized. My life relied on Ilan's regimented daily schedule. My feelings relied on Ilan's daily peer groups. My actions relied on Ilan's rewards or punishments. It's counterintuitive, but the idea of this of this structure being taken out of my life was terrifying. My entire being had adapted to it. All of my life skills had been wiped away, except for the ones that Ilan that Elan had readopted for itself. Elan was my compass now.
2: I think as us being outside the situation, it's really easy to like look at Joe and be like, dude, like how you know what I mean? Like, how could you think like that? How could you do that? But I'm looking for a good example to illustrate this. I don't want to use the mission, but even like a long vacation, when you go on a long vacation, you hit like week one or two, you like kind of forget what life was like before. (laughs) You're so used to this new whatever you're doing. Do you know what I mean? And I think it happens quicker than you think. And everyone here who's like, no, I would fight it. I wouldn't be like that. I wouldn't be institutionalized. I don't think so. Like I think... Most people would succumb to this after a month, and Joe's been there for two years. You know what I mean? Or how long has he been there?
1: Two yeah,
0: years. Two years. Two years. Yeah. So
2: it's
1: this like- happened in I think like the eighties, seventies or eighties. This happened.
2: Oh, huh. so, yeah. Just try to. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's cr- very interesting, and I think that humans are a little more susceptible to like that sort of adaptation than we like to think you know what i mean yeah
1: i i bring up uh, the time because somebody asked but also dude before the internet the world was very small like the world was just your neighborhood and your family yeah whereas like the rest of the globe was just so out of reach you know uh it only existed on uh TV and TV was <laughs> you, you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, yeah,
2: yeah. A lot smaller perception. Mm-hmm.
1: And now all of that, this story, is like in our hands and will be in the hands of thousands of people who listen to 3am. Uh <laughs> <Cool. no. laughs> but um Joe's at the point where he's uh actualizing his next steps staying at Elon. He continues to fulfill his duties as a high strength, which is a a rank, a ranking within the Elan hierarchy. And Joe says, I did it with gusto. I ruled with an iron fist, did everything in my power to destroy anyone in my way. And he lists off a, a handful of examples. He says, I trained big brothers and night owls to whisper, I want to run away with you. In the ears of new residents at night, and if the kid fell for it, they were thrown in the corner. I told Christy that we should place chairs on zones, and when she agreed, I purposely chose kids with violent tendencies and trained them to grip, swing, and use that chair as a weapon. I would deliberately wait until a meal started before ordering the chiefs to come with me. Then I would yell at them for the smallest mistakes, making them miss all or part of the meal. Hungry chiefs were angry and scarier. I became that kid who smiled in everyone's face, trust me. And then I took everything I learned right to staff and discussed how to punish them. I used everyone around me to angle myself into a better position because only my goal mattered. Only my goal mattered. And I would gladly crush the spirit and hope of every other kid in the house if it got me ahead, even by a fraction of an inch, because f them. And I was a hypocrite. Crazy, crazy, crazy! Uh, insane, power climb,
2: insane honesty too. Yeah, yeah, very. He would be like, "Yeah, I was chill the whole time." Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm glad uh, this. I love when I see a protagonist fall and like struggle, like have have that power struggle. It makes, and I know this is real, but it really does make for a good story.
0: You know?
1: <laughs> so while he's fulfilling his duties. As a high strength, Christy calls him, come knock. You remember that? Vaguely. It's like
2: when you need to go to their office.
1: Yeah. When they want to have a talk, they don't come and talk to you. They order you to come and knock on their door so that you ask for permission. Knock. And then they let you in. It's it's It sounds weird. It's small. But it's those little things that they have to incorporate into their every day. It's just how they condition them, basically.
0: Yeah. She
1: says, uh, this place is turning into a zoo. Guilt everywhere. Whew. Joe, help me keep control of this house, and I will, make you sure, I will make sure you get a graduation date in the next three months. Please. Uh, Joe starts to explain in the comic that uh, the word please was so interesting and very out of pocket for Christy because of her personality. Like he, she never, never, never asked for people's help. She didn't need anyone's help. She could do it all, even though she wasn't. And uh, it really seemed like a cry for desperation, because uh, Ilan was going to shit. And uh, she clearly couldn't do it for herself, or, or by herself. Yeah. Um, the house slipped more into chaos and rebellion, which was logical considering Ron was our weapon of mass destruction and the remaining staff were like worn-out kitchen knives. I was made a coordinator. And I'll get into the details of what that entailed. But this uh, further solidified his uh, desire to double down because here he was getting... Opportunities, which meant more responsibilities, but climbing up the ladder further, getting closer to his intended result. Yeah. Okay. Joe gets closer with this kid who I think we've mentioned before, but the kid's name is Gino. And Gino isn't super high up, but for some reason they hit it off. Gina, they become like best friends, but they're very discreet about it because in Elan, you're not supposed to talk about anything except Elan.
2: That's like Sean and I.
1: And and uh, every chance they get, they uh, try to talk about anything that wasn't Elan. They talk about uh, life, where we go after we die, reincarnation, and then uh, this is out in the field, and then the people start walking close by and they switch their conversation to somebody who's acting up and what they're going to do about it or things like that. They worked with each other to help uh, get higher up the ranks. He learns of, uh, of Gino's story, how he got to Elon. Basically he was bullied in school, happened multiple, multiple times. And finally he wanted to stand up for himself. He packed a gap, took it to school, wasn't able to, fulfill his dreams as a shooter. My boy wasn't a straight shooter, but uh, he was caught with the gun, got sent, uh, or went to court, and they said Juvie or Elan. His parents chose Ilan, and that's why he's there. Anyway, they're just getting uh, a pretty intimate, which is not a thing at Elan, basically. Yeah. And there was even a, a point in this part of the comic where certain strengths so you know how they kept logs of people's uh, guilt and turned them in if you lost a clipboard you were demoted pretty hard and gino would with hawk eyes watch out for uh those strengths who just put down their board and he'd sneakily swipe through grab their clipboard and give it to to joe Like they'd work together like that. And Joe called them out. And down strengths like. are like, dude, I only put it down for one second. And Joe's like, if you can't keep track of a piece of wood, then how can I like, count on you to keep track of the security here, you know, and things like that. Thus uh, promoting him further up and uh, gaining the trust of the the adults there. And he said on um, one day, uh, G- Gino grabbed a clipboard. And I was, after I reprimanded the strength who owned the clipboard, who put it down or lost track of it, I was reviewing the notes, and I saw notes on on julian fourteen year year old boy who with the pen he found that uh Julian had never went to the hospital, and joe was remember singing that he was so surprised that he didn't uh die or at least like rupture a major organ because of
2: you keep rocking that and I
1: can hear it. sorry because of how far the pen went in he remember he watching them take the pen out. And he could see how far it stuck in. Um, he became a corner kid. And that's when they throw you in the corner and you f- sit on a chair and you face a corner. No talking, no eating, nothing. You can't sleep. And somebody's watching you behind your back all day. And he became a corner kid. And after he got released from being a corner kid after a couple of weeks, Joe uh, just talked about how he became a kid who wandered the Elan dining room with a dead look in his eyes, wavering between bouts of crying and habitual nervous breakdowns. This 14-year-old kid. Joe then said, but I had already learned to only worry about myself. He said, it may sound cruel, but it was a simple survival mechanism that kept me from going insane. Acting up, acting out, and then going back to Square zero. You no? Know? So think of that what you like. But anyway, these new opportunities affords, uh, th- this new position affords him opportunities to read, which they weren't allowed to do. He was able to borrow one book at a time and he could only read it when everyone was sleeping and he didn't have a, a job to do because once everyone was awake, his job was on and he had to be monitoring kids, doing these things for kids. So he would wake up uh, at 5 a.m., two hours before everyone else woke up, just to read. And uh, he would read in the, in the moonlight uh, on his bed. And he said, I would write down words, and I'd go back to the library when I could. Words I didn't know, I'd go back to the library and look up the definition. And he said, I can honestly say that was the only formal education I got while I was at Elon. Crazy. From there, he hears, Joe, come knock. It's Christy's voice. It says, you've stuck stuck it out. It's been three months since I said that. If you help me keep control of this house, that you have a graduation date. Everyone knows that I'm a woman of my word. That being said, congratulations. You've done an amazing job. So we've decided to promote you to full coordinators.
2: Congrats. And uh, this is not the
1: graduation date. Is, she she continues talking. She says, We've seen a lot of progress. Bro,
2: show them this and if, the
1: face of this lady. If you don't if we've Sorry. seen a lot of real progress, and if you don't make us regret these changes, your grad date will happen uh in the next three months. F that f damn yes. look at this skank ass hole, bro
2: <laughs> just an absolute unit of a woman <laughs> yikes so he's almost doing his job too well yep because she it sounds like she doesn't want she wants to string him along but not commit to getting him out of here
1: yeah, yeah. like 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 corporate up, yeah. <laughs> like corporate America, um, he becomes a full Elan coordinator.
2: is America. <laughs> oh, f-
1: this is deep, bro. Mm. Um, he w- becoming a full co- coordinator also means he's an SP, a support person. The support person or the SP <laughs> is the person who accompanies you on your trips. Oh. So, if, so, if you remember, uh, at Elan, they get a couple of different trips. One, they get a day trip with their parents. Their parents can come and visit, and take them out for the day, go have fun or whatever. You only get that if you're really, really good. For these trips, there was always somebody to monitor you, somebody more higher ranking, who would, at the drop of a hat, call Ilan if anything was wrong, and they would come back and pick you up. They had a detailed report, so you could not escape. Uh, Even if you wanted to. So Joe's enjoying this because he's going on these trips. He said, I went with uh, kids who were poor, whose parents dumped their entire life savings into Elan. He said, I went with kids uh, who were rich, whose parents really believed in private education. We had lobster dinners with them. And they say, how, how is your education going, son?
2: I stare at a corner.
1: <laughs> yeah, un- unbeknownst to everything that's going on. And there was one kid in particular who was very wealthy. Joe could tell that he was fixing to do something, take advantage of the situation of being oh. out of Elan. And being with his parents and the kid was very antsy. And uh he was nervous and the parents noticed too. And they're like, Are you okay? Do you need to use a bathroom or something? He's like, Yeah, I need to use a bathroom. Goes to the bathroom, Joe follows him. Joe's standing in the stall with him while he's taking a dump. He's like, dude, I know you have to watch me, but I'm taking a dump. Like, you can't give me that. He's like, No. You could be taking drugs right now. Uh, you could be getting a you could be, yeah. Um, You could be getting a weapon. I don't know what you're up to, so I need to watch you. Monster. Finishes his bathroom break. They finish dinner. They're in the car, and he's even more antsy. Something, uh, Something's going on with this kid. The parents are noticing more. He's like, what's what's happening with, with you? What's happening with our son? Looking at Joe. Joe's just gaslighting the kid. He's like, he... He's he just has uh nervous breakdowns and uh he's probably feeling homesick from Ilan. He wants to go back. Is that what you want? Do you want do you want to go back right now? And uh the kid is having like a panic attack. Finally, Joe calls the school and they pick him up. And uh whatever the kid was fixing to do doesn't come into fruition. Fortunately for him, fortunately for Joe, because he did his job. <laughs> Um, so he's, he's really enjoying these trips. There's even a trip where they get to fly on an airplane. They travel to a different state where the parents pick them up. Don't know exactly how that happened, but he remembers thinking about that freedom, how crazy it would be for both of them just to leave there. But Joe doubles down. He says, no, can't think like that. I can't think like that. Otherwise, Lon will report it to my parents and they will never accept me again. Coming back, Joe has to take the SATs.
0: Uh it's, like, dude, it's
1: a school.
2: You haven't you haven't studied. Exactly. Good luck.
1: Exactly. He has to take the SATs and as he's starting to prepare, because it's the next day.
2: Prepare how? <laughs> it's like dude.
1: Not sure. Um Oh, wait, wait, no, no. He just wants to repair by getting a good night's rest. Oh, okay. (laughs) As he's getting ready for bed, Christy says, you're on Night Owl Watch tonight. Gosh, damn. And he knows that she knows that he has to take the SATs tomorrow. So Night Owl, he has to, every 15 minutes, get a log of everybody being in their bed. Not only that, he has to check their feet that in between the 15 minutes they didn't put on shoes to try to run away, that they're wearing just their underwear, another, like, they're not wearing clothes because it's cold outside, uh, to keep them warm while they run away. Um,
2: how would you sleep someone checking your feet? You I wouldn't. I'd be so pissed. I
1: mean, if you're doing that much work at Elan, I, I, I assume you're going to bed very exhausted. Oh, yeah. You have to check the screens to make sure that there's no cuts in them. He said I would purposely shine my flashlight right in the face of the kids that I didn't like just to piss them off. Um, i check under some kids' pillows to make sure they didn't have anything they shouldn't, and I had to keep a log. That's what the night owl job was. During one of my rounds, I noticed something that I hadn't noticed before, but there was a room with a light on promptly walked to it, and inside was Gino. Gino. His, his homie, his best friend. Gino was weirdly... Okay, so he's walking up to the room, and he hears, get over here and no. finish him. He's like, is that Mortal Kombat? He walks in, and Gino's playing Mortal Kombat. How? With the, rest, with the rest that I read in this story... He doesn't revisit that. I thought it was so strange. So I almost want to omit that from, from the final edit of this episode because it seems unless it comes back, but uh it just seems super out of character with the environment. Yeah. But when he walk when Joe walks into the room, he sees Gino, he's like, Gino, what are you doing? Gino gives him like this evil eye gaze. Super pissed. He hears uh later. And like the next morning that Gino was caught like helping all these different uh, high strengths and he was being punished for, for that. And they said that they wouldn't take him out of punishment until he turned in a full list of the people who he's helped. Joe should be on that list. So Joe is terrified for his own sake because Gino was the only kid that he Trusted at Elon, you know. Um, but that was that was that. The whole Mortal Kombat thing was really weird to me. So I want uh, he has to revisit that because that didn't make sense. Maybe I didn't read it right, but uh, this is like four hours worth of reading. So I I, <laughs> I, uh, I tried. Um, next day comes, he takes the SATs and he talks about how he was so tired that. Uh, for most of it, he was just trying to make patterns on, on the bubble sheet, which, I don't know. I was doing that with a full night's <laughs> you know? So he takes the SATs, and he just inserts that, I think, just to show, like, how insane it is that they were doing this despite not getting any education and what, like, the school was actually doing, which was not schooling He continues with his life as a full coordinator, and he hears again, Joe, come knock. It's Christy. She says, it's been three months since we made you a full coordinator. You were able to be an SP, accompany kids on uh, their trips. You've done everything I've asked to maintain order in the house. That being said, unfortunately, the house is in a really bad place, and we still need your help. But we've decided to honor you with the highly esteemed position of re-entry student.
0: Merle, this time I'm pulling a shank on this bitch. Wait, wait, wait.
1: What? Re-entry student that was uh, essentially meant that you could do whatever you wanted unless an adult told you otherwise. You wanted to go on a walk? You could. So you could be a human. You wanted more food? You could have it. You wanted to sleep in a little bit longer. It's like within reason. You want to sleep in a little longer? Half an hour more? Sleep in a little longer.
0: Half hour. No. Oh. Sick.
1: Whereas they're waking everyone else up like How an hour before God. they're supposed to.
0: You know? Damn graduation date.
1: <laughs> I know. Not like this is all band-aid fix. Um Whoa. Frustrating. Absolutely frustrating. That wasn't the only thing. She said Make us proud, and I can guarantee a grad date, is right around the, uh, right around the corner.
0: <laughs> right around the river bend.
1: So he becomes a re-entry student, and he does whatever he wants there, and is still doing all his regular jobs, but rewarding himself. And there are two crazy things that he's never done before. The first one is he gets a job. Along gives him a job. He becomes a maintenance man, you know, fixing doors that, Kids have punched holes in.
0: Fixing kids that kids (laughs) have punched holes in.
1: Uh, He's just doing regular maintenance work around the building. Elon pays him, puts it in a holding, like a physical holding, like a piggy bank. Gosh. (laughs) And they say we'll give this to you when you graduate. So he has a job. And uh, it's crazy him doing this job. He's mowing the lawn. Uh, He's talking to normal people. He's talking to... Other maintenance maintenance uh, people who are outsourced. He's talking to the nurse. He's talking to the gym teacher. He's talking to the school teachers, head cook. And he said every single one of them were completely oblivious to Elon's operations. He said he had conversations with one of them. He was like, oh, you've been hitting any of those girls? You know, <laughs> hitting up any of those girls uh, over here? There's some pretty ones over here. And uh, he's like, ah, oh, no, we don't do that here. But he's oblivious to the fact that they can't even talk to girls, you know? But he's, he's working his job and it's taking his mind off of Elon. And he's happy with it. The second thing he gets because he's a classified as a reentry student is he joins the cross country team. Elon's a school and they have sports, cross country is one of them. And Elan's very, very, very good at it.
0: A lot of runners.
1: So good. Yeah, a lot of runners. So good that Elan for years won states in cross country.
2: States. Bro, that'd be kind of lit to like have a trophy or whatever from that. Right? Like a letterman's jacket.
1: Gosh. And okay, not really. I'm That's dark. But this blew my mind because it's not like they were. And they were in the public eye, at least in this lane of sports. people knew who they were, and they were they knew who they were because they were very good at it and He said uh cross country practice was brutal. practice started at five forty five and went till uh like seven forty five every seven days a week and our coach was absolutely sadistic our coach um Dude, this guy looks like Jersey Shore. (laughs) Um, He went by the name of Billy Crow, at least in the comic. And (laughs) yeah, Billy Crow uh, donned a a cross chain, loved Tupac, would wear Tupac merch, had the bandana with the, uh, what do you call that? The knot or the bunny ears in front of the forehead, just like Tupac or a little to the side. He had a... He said he didn't know if it was a Jersey accent or like some New York accent, but he was just a a big meathead. He's like, yo, if you need to take a break anytime during practice, just stop and move to the side. If you're puking, I might give you a pass. Otherwise, we'll all just assume you're a giant pussy and we're state champions. Gangsters ain't got time for no pussy shit. That's what the comic now says. Now run. <laughs> <laughs> now run. And he says they, he works them and works them and works them so hard to exhaustion. Um, there was a little excerpt from it that was pretty fascinating. Uh, this girl who was on the cross-country team at Elan uh, is now a journalist. And she submitted – she has an article that she wrote for a publication called uh, Runner's World. And you can read the article yourself, and she talks about her experience there. Uh, she says we'd run and repeat until exhaustion. Afterward, we as we gasped for air, he'd fill our minds with the glory of winning. Have you ever won anything before in your worthless lives? He'd yell at us. But Billy Crow could have been a preacher. Uh, despite being white and middle-aged, he had an affinity for rap, talking about like what he looked like, what he wore, and that uh he said, the reason we were fast was because we were so used to running from cops. Uh, he said, the, uh, the other teams know that, and the teams hate you for it. They think you're thugs. What are you going to do about it? And the, the girl who was on the cross-country team who wrote this article said, it would be years before I could run without hate in my heart. There was another quote from that same article that summarizes it all. She says, I'd ended up at Ilan. Far away from home, where every move I made was monitored and I was scared all the time. Maybe I was worthless, unwanted, but running made me forget those things. Very sad. Joe said his experience with uh, the cross-country team was, said it was a sadistics coach's wet dream. Kids with no access to drugs, alcohol, or going out, who you could train and psychologically abuse year-round. Of course they were state champs. Had no choice if they ever wanted to go home. The one cool thing about this, (laughs) they were (laughs) stages. When they uh, destroyed competition, (laughs) Billy Crow would take them to an all you can eat buffet. And they would eat their. (laughs) Probably, dude. They would eat and eat and eat and absolutely gorge themselves like they would never eat again.
0: I do the same thing. That's the same, same. I do the same thing. I do the okay. same thing. I did that thing, thing earlier Without today. winning, without running uh, uh, a mantra, dog. I win shit.
1: <laughs> Part of being a re-entry student or in that position is uh, you could take kids on walks with you um, instead of just by yourself or meeting up with kids during their I guess recess or exercise PE time, which is a sad excuse for uh, PE time. He takes this uh, he takes this kid out, and they're walking, walking through through the pathways that wind through the woods. And he says, "I forgot I forgot to mention one thing." Um, so put a pin on the whole uh, uh, going on walks with kids. Um, reentry students were also. Given the responsibility to post signs of Jay Siri, who was like the owner of Elon, because he's running for governor. It's like post signs of Jay Siri's and people's lawns all over the town and to take out the signs of the competition. <laughs> so they were doing that pretty regularly as well, which he was glad to do because it meant he was outside of Elon, in fresh air, he was out in the open. And he wasn't dealing with people. It was just signs. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So bring it back. He's, he's on a walk. He's on a walk with this kid. He originally wanted to go with Gino because people would put their names on the sheet to go on a walk, and uh, he would come, and uh, if the name was approved, he'd choose that kid to go on a walk with him. He sees Gino's name on the list. Chrissy says, no, I don't want you to take Gino. A little nervous, but he doesn't, uh, he doesn't fight it. He's like, okay. Takes this other kid. As they were on a walk, uh, at that point, he had taken many. Uh, they were looking at the clouds, and Joe's talking about how he remembers, uh, he remembers those specific clouds and how beautiful they looked and how grateful he was for them, for the opportunity, for the opportunity to be looking at them. He said while they were admiring the scenery, talking to each other, he heard a car coming down the back road. He never recognized this car. He's never seen it before. Strange. The car stops when it sees them. Parks. And somebody comes out. Uh, And he's looking. He's in the shade. Can't really tell. When they come further into the light, it's a lanky man. It took a minute. As they got closer, he sees a shaved face. Joe says, holy shit. He cut off the beard. But that's Ron. Oh, shit. We should run. He says, <laughs> Ron, what are you doing here? Ron is walking slowly no, up to them. Finally gets into arm's length and puts his hands on Joe's shoulders. Brings him in close. Goes right up to his ear so only Joe hears, not the kid with him.
2: I have...
0: Tinglies, <laughs>
1: <laughs> leaning in very close and whispers i came to get you out of here
0: no
2: don't believe it
1: uh, and I that's all oh, i have for me. you tonight <laughs> on this segment of identity Gosh. and joe's experience oh. with the elon cult
2: dude what a mind f.
0: Bro, I ain't trust Ron. Yeah, immediately. I'm like, don't do it, bro. Yeah. Because, oh, dude, what's her face? G no. Christy. Uh, Christy, yeah. She's like,
2: yo, we need to find a way to knock him back down so that we don't have to graduate him. (laughs) Bro. (laughs) Bro, chat's
1: mad. Somebody said, I'm going to bed mad. Pull up chat. No, such a tease. (laughs)
2: Uh, Well, uh, let's wrap it up and then let's talk. Dude, insane! What a crazy reintroduction to the Elon series, the Identity series. First of all, you did a really good job, DJ.
1: Thanks. I was wondering, I didn't get to listen to the first four parts again like I wanted to. Yeah, I wonder if the the tone matches the same or uh,
2: anyway. Who cares? You did it, and you did it well. Uh, Thanks. That's crazy. For the circle jerk. No, oh, no worries. Wild that he, even now he's like out. He's still not out yeah no he's not getting out
0: dude there's no way
2: bro there's no way elon is the government bro bro
0: they're just all keeping us we're all joe bro we're joe (laughs) bro (laughs) this is a mind (laughs) f bro but really uh i appreciate that is that (laughs) you tonight
1: that is me
2: all right uh let's chat with chat Dope. also kevin's here if anyone wants to say kevin. hi Kevin. yeah kevin dude, i showed who's him kevin, i showed him today how to get on the app and use it <laughs> He's like, are you guys streaming anytime i want to get on i want to get on twitch and chat and so i, I like, don't even
0: him. remember kevin dude
2: so people are spamming the kevin uh, oh nice kevin emoji and he said, dude, oh, my gosh, Kevin. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> uh, the Real oh. Deal said, um, I had a friend who had to go to a place like this for a year or so in high school. He told me about it afterwards. It sounded very much like this, just not as intense. Verbal and emotional abuse was very big thing he dealt with. The idea of it kind of freaks me out to the core. 100% I agree. Yeah. Agree." Uh, if I was in a situation like this, I don't know how I'd handle it. And I'd feel eventually I'd give in and conform. I feel like everyone would, man.
0: I feel like for me, I might lean more towards violence. <laughs> oh, <dude. laughs> then you just get to be put in the corner, son. Sean, is Violence Ron. is the way,
1: dude. <laughs> Joe was broken. Yeah. Hopefully Ron goes to hell if that exists. We wonder if Christy knew that Ron was coming back. Just bought some time. Until his return for his for a final test, probably I have also thought of that. But the thing is, Christy and Ron always butt heads. They never liked each other. If you re-listen to parts one through four and even the riots, I left that part out. There's there's a handful of things that I left out. <laughs> um, I tried to keep just the most pertinent parts of the story with some like uh, anecdotes, but there's so many anecdotes like this would make uh, the podcast way longer. Doesn't matter. People are
2: saying I'd stay up till 3 a.m. listening to this. Oh, and at that point it'd probably just be plagiarism because I'm reading every single word uh from the comic itself. I'm punching my pillow tonight. LMAO. Good job, DJ. Bruh moment.
1: This is my favorite part of telling this story is choosing where, where to stop. Yo, thank you for listening. Uh I'm very excited to be getting
2: back uh, in the story. I'm excited to not have to prepare stories. I was so. just saying, yeah, I'm keep excited it up. to begin keep the up, Patreon maybe. story right
0: yeah. now. <laughs> you want
1: to see the the beginning of the comic of because that's the ending
0: of the get in the car.
1: No, no, I didn't share that.
0: Oh frick!
1: It's Ron. It's the oh. beginning of the next chapter. Just, oh. Get in the Sneak
0: car, peek. frick,
2: dude! I don't, um, I don't trust that fool. Just a quick, qu- quick couple things. We do have merch coming out. Um, and by the time you hear this, it potentially is up on our website. But just watch our IGs. Uh, we'll, we'll announce it fully yeah. when it, it's ready. Yeah,
1: we'll let you know. Keep you posted.
2: Other things is, I don't know if we fully announce it, but we signed to a podcast network. Yeah. We're pretty excited. It's a big milestone. They're going to help us out a little bit with um, marketing with uh, and getting ads. So <laughs> we're going to start having ads on our show. We'll try and get good ones.
1: Y'all got... 3 plus
2: years of ad free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but Podcast. I th- we may be able to offer an ad free experience for patrons. So we'll we're trying to work we'll that out. out. The,
1: the transition is really tricky. The uh yeah, the logistics of which could mean that Patreon might not be able to Access episodes like they do normally, which is through like
2: Apple Podcast app. I think a lot of people still listen through Patreon app. Though. Yeah,
1: it'll it'll still be available on the Patreon app, but yeah, it's a it's really tricky. So please bear with us during this transition. You might not get a lot of the information on how it works. I don't think it super matters. Just just that know we're that we're
2: doing everything we can to make sure to you
1: deliver have the, best the product. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So
2: uh, yeah, and we appreciate everyone's support and yeah. yeah anything else no guys boys chat i think to that's friends. it friends all right till next time bye love you be safe trust your gut watch your back be careful out there goodbye okay,
0: hey thank you so much for tuning into this episode of 3 a.m if you want to support us, visit our Patreon, where patrons have access to exclusive content. If you're not able to support us monetarily, don't worry. This episode is on us. You can still rate and review us on whatever platform you listen to us on. It really does go a long way. You can also follow us on social media. Our handle everywhere, including Patreon, is the 3 AM Pod. Finally, do you have any scary stories? If so, submit them to our website, The3AMPodcast.com. We love any audio or visual aids that can help bring your stories to life. So file uploads are welcome with your written submissions. We're anxious and excited to hear from you.
1: The truth about the Haditha massacre has been covered up, but not anymore.
0: I know you
2: know what happened. They went into houses and killed women and children. What are you thinking? What a mess. U.S. Marines murdered innocent civilians in
0: cold blood. And at the center of it all, is 25 year old sergeant frank wuderick
1: and me murder in house two a new podcast from crowd network
0: hello this is dr grande the host of true crime psychology and personality on my podcast i explore and explain the pathology behind some of the most horrendous crimes and those who commit them we discuss topics like narcissism psychopathy sociopathy